Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life, and today we're going to be talking about... We're going to be talking about jealousy amongst the two sets of kids in the blended family home and how to counteract that with gratitude. We're going to talk about letting go of being liked and that need to feel good enough as a step-parent. I let go a long time ago. (laughs) And then we're going to we're going to end with the mom and dad title for step parents. How do we feel about We're going to give you a couple different perspectives about why that would be okay or not if giving the step parents that title of mom or dad. All right. Stay tuned. Here we go. So first question right in of the night is about um, kids getting jealous. Mm -hmm. And so I'll read what this person wrote and then I would love your feedback on this because I think this is something that is widely struggled in blended family life. Okay. Um, So my fiance's kids get jealous when they aren't with us and we go out or do things. They are with their mom, and I feel like we have to still live our lives and do what we want. We always include his kids when they are with us and make sure when they have special events or something going on, we plan those around when his kids are with us. No matter what I do, it's just never good enough for his kids. I have poured myself into being a great step-parent, but it's never good enough for them. Their mom is very manipulative and has taught her kids that they can't love their mom and me. So basically, like there isn't room for me in the kid's life. Help. Yeah, so. Kids range from 6 to 12 years old. How many kids are there? There's five. Because <laughs> that matters, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. she has three stepkids. Okay. And she has two that she came in to this marriage with. So um, That's a lot of kids. There's a lot going on here. I think the first thing that we should discuss, because, mm-hmm. well, there's two really main issues, is the jealousy. Yeah. But then also feeling like she's just not good enough. They can't love mom and her at the same time. Right. That's a whole separate issue. So let's tackle the first thing first. What do you have to say about kids who get jealous that they're missing out? Yeah, well, kids can get jealous because they're missing out. However, just because the kid's at the other house doesn't mean that we or they should put their lives on hold, you know, because at the other house, the kids now have something else completely going on, right? They have a whole nother bag of fun or not fun going on. But at the end of the day, life continues to march on. Mm -hmm. So 
I can see where she's coming from. I've struggled with this before because, you know, we've talked about it. It's like, well, you know, this kid prefers this dinner, you know, or they would really like that. Maybe we don't do it tonight. Maybe we save dinner you for... You say that all the time. Uh-huh. You're always about uh-huh. the food. Like, maybe we wait till we have this kid or that right. kid and we don't do it now. Right. Yeah, but then, you Everybody know... Everybody else wants it, but right. we're waiting. But then we also meal plan around certain kids for certain meals, you know? Yeah. It's like... It is one of those things that as parents and as blended family parents, Mm -hmm. we do cater to that a little bit, you know, but at the end of the day, do we put our lives on hold because the other kids aren't there? Do we not go places because kids aren't there? Maybe not big vacations, you know, because that's, you know, unless they have a situation like you did growing up where they're gone for the entire summer. Well, does the family just not go on any type of vacation because the other kid or children are at another parent's house, you know, maybe mm-hmm. far away or they're there for a long period of time. Like, no, you know, but if it's a week on week off or, you know, a few days here, a few days, there situation, you cater to it a little bit, you know, to make it for everyone, but your daily things, I'm, I'm talking vacations, but your daily things, you know, going to a restaurant or, you know, going to play at the park, you know, if they're little kids or, you know, just a beach day, right? miniature golf, things, just like, things that. like that. Yeah. I'm like, you've got to continue to live your life. It's not fair to the other children at that point. Then if you don't, you know, if you're always waiting for the other kid, yeah, then resentment starts to set in, you know, then the kids get mad because little Susie's never around. And why, you know, why do we always have to wait for little Susie? You know, we're mad because... Well, this is very interesting because let's talk Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is June. Right. So <laughs> we're getting there. We're almost we're halfway there. But this is Christmas right. because it's been a thing where we have my kids in the morning. Right. And your kids might come over right. in the afternoon. So then do kids have to wait to open presents until the whole family's together? That's what we've done. Right. And that's that's what we've done. But also on that same token, your kids aren't there Christmas Eve. So should we not go to church? Should we wait the next day to go to church and not have celebrations? You know what I mean? Like you gotta you've gotta kinda pick and choose your battles and also what's fair and what you know, what's healthy for your family. Because yeah. waiting around always or um, you know, just catering to a certain situation isn't always necessarily the healthiest way for a family. Yeah. And I think that what trips up people and what, because we get so hyper-focused on a kid or a set of kids Mm -hmm. that it becomes all about them and their attitudes and their troublemaking or them not loving us or whatever it is. And it's, we get so short-sighted that we don't see the bigger picture of our blended family. Right. So it becomes what's in the best interest of these kids, and it really needs the conversation and thought process needs to shift in what's in the best interest of our family as a whole. Mm-hmm. And really that's what some what you have to sit with your significant other and really have discussions about your family values. Right. You know, what is most important. If it's most important to your family that you're all together when you make memories, then that's what you stand behind. Right. If it's most important to, to, to make the most of each day mm-hmm. as it comes with who's there, then that's how you live your life. Right. So I think it's a bigger um, conversation that should be had with spouses and like how are we living our blended family life and not really single out the kids, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, or make it about the kids. Right. And what also cracks me up is that this idea of fairness, Mm -hmm. there's nothing fair about blended life. There's nothing fair about divorce. There's nothing fair about step-parenting, co-parenting, being a stepchild, being a biological parent. Like, it's just this idea of fairness is really an unattainable get yeah and it's also like i mean just going back to the christmas thing you know it's like it's like fairness like at the end of the day if you know you're watching every little single thing it makes me think of christmas you know if we start counting presents you know we start counting dollars we start counting who gets what the size of the of the present you know or the magnitude 
you know what I mean? Then at what point do you stop? I mean, then now are we going to start? Are we going to start weighing the presence? Are we going to start? You know, you see what I you see where I'm going? Right. It's a rabbit hole. And going back to Christmas, actually, this year, I'm like, <laughs> how did this happen? I let my kids each open one gift uh-huh. before your kids came over. Right, but they're so but and they were stoked on that. Like, there's a compromise. Right. So also, it's like, how can we honor everyone as best as we can? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if they miss out on miniature golfing this Every weekend, so yeah. then maybe you make a special date for them to do it a different time so they still get to do it. It may not be when you do it, but, you know, if you are making memories with one set of kids and another set are missing out, then maybe you make that extra effort mm-hmm. if this is, like, something that's bugging you to to do that with the other kids when you can. Right. Um well, it's not the only time that it's going to happen, you know, because then the following year, my kids are there, but we're waiting on kids for Christmas Eve. We don't have your kids on Christmas Eve, but my kids are there and all through, you know. But it, going away from Christmas, it evens itself out elsewhere, you know. There's going to be other times where we're waiting on your kids or your kids are waiting on my kids or we go somewhere or back to the dinner thing. We have a dinner because it's just the most convenient thing that night or it's what everyone wants. And at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah. And maybe dinner is about what the parents want because <laughs> they're paying it. for it, cooking it and cleaning it up. And all of the things. <laughs> I, I think that we give so much power to kids and we put so much emphasis on their feelings right. and that they're okay, not that kids, not that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just p- shifting power in. Well, you see that happening. You see that happening smart. a lot more in blended families. I mean, it's a very trendy thing um, that we probably wouldn't have noticed so much unless we we're in the position that we're in, where we have this podcast that is all about blended families. You know, now we don't claim to be experts on this you know we're in this with you guys it's one of it's just a place that we can all come to gather and talk about this and work out problems and yes sometimes you and I work out problems right here on the air and people might love it or people might hate it but at the end of the day we're very very real about this we're not saying what we say is the be all end all walk on water (laughs) I try to but I always end up falling um you know but we we see so much more of it's a very trendy thing that yep. kids lead the households it's what it is what Johnny wants that night it is what Susie wants that night it's it's where they want to go and what they want to do and before you know it the kids are leading the household yeah. you know i not an argument but i got into a little thing with someone on on a way weird random comment the other day. You know what I'm talking about? On our YouTube channel? Yeah, it wasn't even our YouTube channel. It was a comment oh, I had left on right. someone else's. Yeah. You know, and someone's, do you remember even the context of it? It was insane. Yeah. You know, someone basically saying that we should put our own biological children above all else. Mm-hmm. And that's all we should do. And don't ever let anyone else come through that door and tell you otherwise, you know, and I, I can see that. I can see there's probably a lot of trauma that led up to that, you know. Well, that's one way to approach. Listen, there's a million ways to approach blended life. And if that's right so, for you, that's right for you. Right. We're just Christian people right. who believe in the Bible. So in our faith, in our belief system, we believe that it's God and then our marriage and then our kids underneath that and everything else underneath that. So that is just our belief. So, but even but what, what happened that about that though? the only way to do it? No, but no. what happened was it almost made it sound like they were accusing me of saying that we need to put our marriage above our kids and then our kids are just slaves to everything else. Our kids are so much lesser than, mm-hmm. you know, that there's basically... There's no respect at that point. That that's interesting. It's you know, interesting it was a because very, I think that in blended up. families, it's more natural to put your kids above your spouse. Right. I think it takes a lot of work to put spouse first because your kids were there first, and your kids didn't ask right. for this, and we have so much shame or guilt or. We see our kids struggle, and we don't want that, so we naturally want to cater to them. Um, But that's where the argument started. So now it's like, well, 
you put your spouse above, you know, you put your spouse above. Now all the children just get left behind. Yeah. Now, now little Johnny and little Susie just don't matter. Now right. big bad stepdad is just ruling the the roost and he is just mean. And that's, you know, it's a way, but if you do it the way that we are. That it's intended. Taught, that, that it's yeah. intended and that we're taught to do in the way that we live. The kids get treated fairly. The kids are happy. The kids, you know, feel value in the house. Well, and the kids feel safe and secure. And they see respect. Yeah. And you're modeling a marriage that you'd want for them. Right. And relationships. I mean, we also forget that kids leave, right? Like your spouse is forever or should be. Um, and that's the intent. And so kids... We're not, the intent for our children is to raise them up and then they go to, they go out and be functioning adults. And so what happens if you are putting your kids first and they leave, what do you think you're left with in a marriage? Yeah. Also, it's, it's, is- it's a safeguard for your marriage. And so there's a lot of reasons why we say marriage first. Um, but I know it, that's a really hard thing for some people. Right. And so, I mean, you have to do what you feel is right. And hopefully you're marrying someone who feels the same way. I think that marriage can work as long as you're on the same page of how you're going about things. So if you were like, it's our marriage first, and I'm like, heck no, it's my kids first, Mm -hmm. that would be a really hard marriage. It would be. But also, you know, if you're marrying someone that doesn't respect your children and respect your household you know, and just your, your whole dynamic, right? then that can be really hard too. You know, you've got to, you've really got to make sure all the, the pieces of the puzzle right. fit together because it's not like, well, we're going to have a kid and then we're going to raise this kid from little baby to this mm-hmm. and everything's just going to work out great. You know, you've got a bunch of mismatched puzzle pieces that you're right. now hoping fit together. So, yeah. And I think that, gosh, now I want to go back and right on this person's post (laughs) because I think that we need to shift the conversation too. that there has to be this or that. Right. Like you can put your marriage first and be great parents. Right. You can put your marriage first and love your kids. That's my point. Like you can have both. It isn't a, it's not a, you put your marriage first or your kids first. It doesn't have to be. It was like, it was like, it was almost like they were accusing us of touting that we that we put our marriages first and we then do. our kids just no, but our kids just fall behind. Our kids mm-hmm. are just then slave to that and second class citizens to that. Yeah. And that's not at all what we're saying. You know, no, but it's also ignorance, right? Like we, but could, it sounds like there's trauma like that came along to get you thinking like that. Yeah, for sure. Which is, which is very common, which is why we're here. We're trying to minimize this. We're trying to keep families together and keep everyone loving each other and keep everyone happy and only put good out in the world. Yeah. Jealousy. (laughs) I just didn't want to forget. You're right. So here's some goodness. How do you help? (laughs) I wish I had a button for goodness. I'm going to have to create one. (laughs) Yeah. How, how, okay. But seriously, kids, how would you advise someone to deal with the jealousy that happens between step siblings in the home or resentment that one set of kids has towards the step parent. Right. You know, cause ultimately everything's a step parent's fault. Well, and at the end of the day, we, or the exes, one or the other. Right. But at yeah. the end of the day, us as parents or caring parents usually end up having to explain ourselves. And we're always explaining ourselves to the kids and it's like, why are we explaining ourselves to them? Like explain to them that at the end of the day, it's all going to work out. It's all going to even out. Everyone's going to be happy. Everyone's going to have a good time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we need to stop caring, caring so, so much mm-hmm. about that fairness. And we need to worry about the welfare and the well-being of the now and the family, because if you take care of the now, the tomorrow is going to be all right. I mean, we're going to have our hard times. We're going to have our, our struggles, you know, but 
at the end of the day, as long as you pour into today, tomorrow's probably going to be a lot better. Yeah. I think a really good way to approach jealousy with kids is to instill gratitude because I don't think you can be grateful and jealous at the same time. Yeah, they're kind of, it's kind of like an oxymoron at that point. So if you can teach and instill and model and encourage and reward gratitude from all the kids in the home, and that's the lens they're operating out of because that's your family culture, you have a family culture of gratitude, then I think that lessens the jealousy. I think that it will come and go, but I think that you can remind kids what they're grateful for and maybe have them lead the conversation of, well, you missed out on this here, but what did you get to do there? Right. You know, um, how awesome it is that you have a roof over your head and you're provided for that you, you know, summer you don't have to work. <laughs> we'll work and you just have fun as a kid, <laughs> you know, like having fun with your friends and things are opening back up. Maybe, well, California still shut down. We good for us. And still masked. Just saying. Just but saying. for most of the other parts of the world... You're open. So I just think it's shifting. Would you say normal parts of the world? Normal parts of the world. (laughs) Not California is not the normal part of the world. Right. Um, But I think you just shift the conversation (laughs) to gratitude. Yeah. You know, and you reward it. So if there's pushback, you know, and this is probably going to seem stupid, but you can do a family gratitude journal. Like, so how people are going to be like, well, how do I do this? How do I... Promote gratitude. Well, you could give every kid a gratitude journal and that every five pages they get some sort of reward. You know, just because they're not five years old doesn't mean you can't do reward system. It just might look different. Right. You know, like they can earn, maybe you'll do a chore for them that they do. Dang. I'm like, I do chores for them every day. No, but I (laughs) mean All I do is chores. (laughs) You can figure it out what works for you. It was just an idea. Right, or they get to pick dinner <laughs> one I, night. Do I look like I'm about to fall asleep right now? <laughs> you do. Because I've been choring all. Uh, open all, your eyes. I can't stop. But, you know, maybe for like a gratitude, you know, maybe it's like a button in a jar for every time they're grateful for something. And when their jar is full, they get to go do something they really want, get a video game they really want, go somewhere they really want, get a new pair of vans that they really want, or they get to pick dinner, whatever it is. You know, or brother has to do dishes for a week and you're off the hook. <laughs> so be grateful, right? Gratitude could, yeah. jar would fill up like that. Right. I don't know. I just think that there's ways to promote it, you know, and encourage it. I think prayer is an awesome time. You know, I think dinner time, if you have dinner around the table, everyone, you know, shares one, one thing they're grateful for. Right. Or one thing, you know, I you know, or at bedtime when you're saying goodnight to your children, that's a great time to talk about gratitude. Um, driving in the car, you and your son have most of your talks in the car. Lots of them, yep. So I just, there's ways you can do it. There's ways you can reward it. There's ways you can model it. If you're a parent who's always negative. I'm a reward model. <laughs> a gratitude model. You're a gratitude. Dude, be, it's your Halloween costume. I'll be a gratitude model when I grow up. But I think that there's um, there's definitely ways you can promote it and there's, you know, and you have to model it also. So it's not enough for you to talk about it. You know, you ha- if you're coming home and bitching about your day and how horrible things are. Right. And sets a tone. you don't have enough of this. Your kids are going to adopt a- that same right. attitude. Right. So you have to also make sure if jealousy is a thing in your house, then you best not be jealous. You best not be spouting jealousy rhetoric or, you know, because that just reinforces and affirms those feelings in those kids. So it starts with you, you know, and so that's my advice with the jealousy thing. And I agree with the unfair, like life's just not fair. I'm so sorry. And tell, you know, I tell this to my kids, do better. As you're saying this, I see your gratitude jar full of buttons getting smashed on the ground. Sorry, kids. Life's not fair. <laughs> Clean them up. 
That may or may not be true. <laughs> I'm just giving ideas. Whether they work or not is dependent on the people in your house. That's true. That's very true. But um, what was I saying before that? I don't know. It was Something a really about smashing good thought. Jars of buttons. No, that was what you were Gosh. thinking. I don't uh, know. Um, but yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving The second along. part of this is not being good enough. Mm-hmm. And... I really think step parents feeling not good enough is something you just have to let go of. Okay. You can't like if if you feel like you're being seen as not good enough or something's just not good enough, mm-hmm. you know better. Right? Right? Right. Like you can't go into your stepchildren's minds and rearrange how they think and how they see you. No, but physically. No, but as parents, like we can help guide them, you know, down better paths. And, yeah. you know, it kind of goes back to this last conversation about gratitude. You know, if we're never showing gratitude as parents and it's always do as we do, not a, or do as we say, not as we do, you know, we're always, we're always complaining about everything and we're always miserable and we're always gossiping. Well, how do we expect our kids to be different than that if that's all that we're modeling? Yeah, I think about it. I'm like, if you think about your own children's most annoying habits or things that they get in trouble for, 99% sure you are the one that taught them that they got it from you. You're modeling what they're getting <laughs> in trouble for. We're in blended also, families. Either that or the other house taught them. <laughs> you know, I'm just being funny. But honestly, they learn it from somewhere, right? No, but one they of do. the parents, of for course. sure. But I think that kids learn it. So it's also really comical that if in your heart of hearts you look at how your child's behaving, understand that. Oh, I know. They got it. My son does so much, so much that I'm like, dude, I I get it, but stop because this is not the time I'm trying to work. Just not. Yeah, there's a time and a place. Yeah. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I think that I was going to post this too on our. You might see a post come across, but I think that something we all need to let go of is needing to be liked. <laughs> the jokes. God, is this more button jar <laughs> no, smashing? I'm just like. But wh- here's the deal. Why didn't you? T- why didn't you talk about this when you first thought about this years ago? <laughs> but so. I think that no, especially with someone step- doesn't like our bantering. We gotta. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this right now. Like oh, are we being, gonna get in trouble for bantering? Silly. Maybe someone thinks oh. that you should host alone. <laughs> so I'm gonna be quiet and take a nap here for the next few minutes, and oh. we're gonna see what you hosting alone looks no, like. No, it does okay, not. I don't want that. Go. I don't want that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but I I don't even know what we're talking about right now. I'm so lost in life. See, I'm lost without you. Come back to me. <laughs> There you are. It's the Julie show. You're supposed to host alone. I don't want to host alone. Yeah. Um, oh, the idea of being liked. I think step parents are so emotionally either sat, like their emotions are so tied up in their stepkids liking them. And I'm, I'm kind of like, and the same thing about nothing's ever good enough. Like that goes with appreciation, right. which goes to gratitude. And, um, if kids haven't been taught that, you're not going to get it. And are you going to let that ruin your day every day? So if the answer is yes, then you're just living a really deprived life. Like you're living a life that is just, you know, empty. Because if you're putting your self-worth and your happiness in a child who is their own internal struggles, you're going to be disappointed most of the time. So I think we have to let go of we need to be like to be okay in our home because that also crosses over into your marriage and causes problems. Like your kid doesn't like me and, you know, I'm nev- I'm just not good enough and that's going to ruin my day. So now that's ruining your day and even going to ruin my kids' days. And I'm like, that is so much power to give a child or a set of children in the house. Would you agree? Or do you have a it's different like, point it's of like view? being pissed off at your dog for not knowing how to roll over when you've never taught him how to roll over. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's like my I'm dog doesn't go. do tricks, but I've never taught it how to. You know, <laughs> our dogs are naughty, but we haven't trained them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot of times that I'm kind of like mad at our dogs about silly things, but I'm like, at the end of the day, we haven't really taught them much other than to go to the bathroom outside. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, cool. At least we've done that, right? <laughs> You know, but it's the same with our kids. Like, we didn't if even we train them, the dogs train themselves. I, uh, yeah, the one, the, the old one always kind of takes the young one under its wing. It's kind of been an evolution of dogs, <laughs> doggy training, dog, dog lead dog, dog lead dog. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's kind of the same thing with our kids, though. You know, like yeah. we teach our kids. I feel like we teach our kids what we expect from them. Now they're not always perfect, but that's why it's a parent child relationship not a child child or parent you know it, it, that's why there's a hierarchy to it yeah well, you know yeah yeah and you can't control that you can't like i think step parents think that there's something they can do say or be that's going to make kids think a certain way about them again none of us are that powerful right kids are their own people with their own brains their own set of experiences, and so they have to get there on their own. Now, you can promote things. You know, you can be kind and supportive to promote good feelings towards you, but ultimately you don't have the power to reach into the, their little heads and twist them to be like they love you and appreciate you. That, has, that matures over time, and sometimes, honestly, you guys, it never does. There are stepchild, you know, step-parent, re- adult relationships that just have never connected. You know, I've had that myself for various reasons. So I can say that, like, sometimes it just never evolves. And my, particularly, my stepfather has been in my life since a year old. Uh-huh. And we, like, it, we've never, from one year old to almost 40 years old, so 39 years our relationship has never evolved into a super connected bonded one, you know, for a a lot of reasons, but it just may never happen. So you have to be okay with that because you may never get what you want. And are you going to let that ruin your marriage? Or you might just never want it. It might be you. That's like, I just don't want it. I don't care for it. I don't, you know, Well, but she's saying that she just feels like her kid, the stepkids, like she, she's never good enough. Yeah. Nothing's ever so good she enough. does want it like she wants it. It but, matters. Right. But I think it's just something you lay down. Right. Because if you're doing the best you can do, then that's all you can do. And that needs to be good enough. And so it's time to lay down the caring about being good enough or not and just do the best you can do and be okay knowing that and stop putting all this pressure on it. I'm sure that the marriage would feel relief too. Not that there's anything wrong with their marriage, but I have to, you know what I mean? If you're not stressed right, out but also or if, pressure right. about it, that eases up tensions everywhere else. Well, also if this is something house. that she really, really wants to, she might be opening up and putting her in a, putting herself in a very vulnerable position that she's not getting the return. Right. And continues to get hurt or is getting hurt from it. Right. You know, and that, like you have to guard yourself a little bit too. Like you have to be able to see and you know be aware and acknowledge what's yeah. going on and and guard yourself a little bit yeah no it you know just and let it evolve naturally on its own or not and find your gratitude and happiness elsewhere well and also you know just because it isn't evolving doesn't also mean that you should just give up 100% you know maybe you just take a little bit off you know and you back off a little bit but doesn't mean that like, well, it's not working. So I'm just going to hundred percent kick it to the curb. I'm going to write this child off. I don't want anything to do with them ever again. You know, maybe you're just like, well, maybe I'm not going to try as hard. I'm going to guard myself a little bit, but I'm still going to be there for this kid. Of course. I'm still going to love them. I'm going to respect them. You know, I'm going to do as I would do, you know, but maybe I'm just not going to cry myself to sleep at night because they don't want me to tuck them in. They don't want me to read them a book at night. They don't want yeah. me to help them with their homework. They just don't want to look at me. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Right. Like your emotional well-being, your mental health should not be lost or gained on kids right. or stepkids. 
So, yeah, I mean, you're a part of the family, like you're a wife, so you support your spouse, which also means showing up for the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you signed up for. Whether you like them or not, or whether yeah, they it, like you or not. Yeah, you're just, you're there. You're a support. Right. But you do have to guard your heart so that you aren't letting your, oh, God, there was a great quote that, um, gosh, I wish I could remember it. I should, I'll post it later, but basically, like, um, don't let your emotions overrun your intelligence or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, basically you lose your intelligence because you let your emotions lead. Right. And so like a reasonable, intelligent person knows what a step parenting role is, but that sways, sways if we're feeling like great, we'll do more. If we're feeling unappreciated, we want to back off. Right. And it's just like you need to be a consistent stay in their lives like you know well and at the end of the day that being consistent and Mm kind of playing your role regardless of what it is is going to help their relationship it may have not worked up to this point but it might start working when they realize like i'm backing off of stepmom or stepdad yeah but they're still there for me they still show up they still love me and yeah. maybe kids don't know that they're testing, but kids are testing. They've been hurt. Yep. They've been wounded. They've been ripped away from their other family, you know, or their whole family. And they're just in a weird place, you know, yeah. no matter. They might be the six-year-old we're talking about. It might be a 16 or a 26-year-old we're talking about. At the end of the day, like, these kids are dealing. You know how we feel as adults, like, everything is just caving in on you? Well, remember back when we were little kids? We depended on our parents. Our parents were the be-all, end-all. We looked up to them. Our parents did walk on water. You know, we did nothing without our parents. You know, they were everything that we looked up to. I mean, most of us. Um, So when that stuff starts to fall apart, you know, and our parents aren't holding it together and something's up with them, you know, as a child, most likely, you probably feel like everything's out of control. Nothing's right, you know. So... Um, I personally haven't had to deal with this, but I can only imagine. I mean, I know how it is to go through trauma type stuff as an adult. I can't imagine what it's like to go through as a child. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And also a great perspective that allows step parents to extend grace. Right. You know, because I think that's a big part of step parenting successfully too, for your own peace of mind and for the well being of the children is just to have that grace that they're going through stuff that they may not even be able to fully understand or express and they don't know what to do with it. You're an easy target because you're not mom or dad. Um, and you know, that's a hard place to be in. Also, I had a, I had step parents since I was one year old and I had a really hard time with both step parents. Um, but I will say having said that when I became a step parent, I had a whole new appreciation for them as step parents. Right. And that's kind of the thing too. You might not ever see this reward. God willing, your kids won't get divorced and won't be step parents. You know, they'll just have whole families and it'll be beautiful and work out. But sometimes people really can't show their truth. They can't really truly appreciate life until they've walked in your shoes until or been can, in that situation yeah, until they can empathize, empathize empathize thank you yeah so i mean even though i don't have never really had great relationships with my step parents man i had an appreciation for what they went through on so many different levels being the evil step parent having to watch your spouse co-parent and the hell that can be you well, know, being just, a silent partner in your marriage and in your home, but having to care for a child that's not yours. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I under, it didn't excuse some bad behavior, but I understood what a difficult spot that was for both of them. Well, it was even you worse know? though, because your parents didn't, and probably still to this day, don't get along. You know what I mean? Both, both parties. So yeah. it was, it was the. It was very, very hard. Yeah. So. But I have an appreciation for it now. And so you may never, I mean, I hope my kids never, I hope none of our kids have to be step parents, that they find their person, stay married, because that's. Well, that's why we're all here. That's literally why we're here talking about it. That's why you guys are here listening to it, because we care. 
we literally every single one of us in one way or another. I'm gonna get you a Care Bear. A Care Bear. <laughs> Can still you a, dress up like a Care Bear one still episode? A thing? I know. I know. Annabelle has a Care I, Bear. I wore a unicorn onesie thingy, didn't I? When Annabelle was on the show with us, it was like a fun day. We Did just, you? Yeah. We a were onesie? Yeah, You've like, never worn a unicorn onesie. I bet? have a unicorn you onesie. Bet. Want to bet? <laughs> Who wants to bet? If you guys saw it, leave a like in the comments. I know you have a unicorn t-shirt. I wore a unicorn onesie. Did you? Yep. Was it mine? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next thing we're going to talk about, and maybe our final topic, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Depends um, on how long our host wants to go with it. Um. Okay. So this one's about calling stepmom mom or mama. So I'm going to read little snippets here. Um, so I'm a stepmom. I've been in my stepdaughter's life for five years, married for four. Um, we've had a very, we've had various problems throughout the years, but usually have a pretty good relationship with bio mom and stepdad. Um, over the years, my stepdaughter has called me mom, and I always tried to redirect it with. Well, I'm not your mom, and I feel like she may not like sharing that title. Let's try to think of a different fun mom name for me. It's happened many times. When I've talked to my husband about it, he said it would upset him if she called stepdad dad, so I thought I was doing the right thing. So once my stepdaughter said, I talked to mama, and she said I can call you whatever I feel comfortable with. Stepdaughter has been known to not always be truthful with those conversations in the past, so I brushed it off. Recently, she started calling her stepdad, dad, but then corrects herself and calls him by his name. When we're with the bio mom, she always now refers to him as dad, him as, dad as well. And when I've asked my stepdaughter, she says, Mama refers to him as dad to me because it gets confusing for their children if they, th that they have together. Her mom is incredibly manipulative. God, I feel like everyone, like this is like the mani manipulative word is just thrown like It's the new toxic. Okay. It's the new, there's not, all not Not words. dismissing this, but it's just like every, it's just funny, like every email we get, someone's manipulative. It's a thing. It's a thing. Stop being manipulative, everyone. <laughs> um, and oh, okay. So, and always has even promoted us being okay, whatever. I'm moving on. I feel like Bio Mom is pushing for stepdaughter to call stepdad dad. On one side, I think it's wrong. On the other side, it makes me want to talk to my stepdaughter to introduce myself back in as being called mom because if it's okay now on her mom's terms, I would like to have that name um anyway what do you think you and i are a little bit different on this topic no. at the end of the day i'm gonna use one of your words i don't really give a shit <gasps> why a, do you uh, why do you here. not beep yourself that's what i don't I understand drop the f-bomb that's your f-bomb button but oh, I just we can say shit not fuck oh come on there, there it goes i'm just asking the rules uh, you say whatever you want, like it's been proven. Um, so, okay. No, I, you, they're names, you know. I, I don't think that it's right. I don't think that it's right to force this, you know. If, if she wants, if she's calling the kid, you know, telling the kid that she needs to call her mom, you know, he's telling stepdaughter that he, that she needs to call him dad. I don't agree with that. Like, if titles are forced upon kids, you think that's wrong? I don't think that's right, personally. Okay. But if kids want to call stepmom mom and kids want to call stepdad dad, yeah. you think that's fine? And my, the reason behind it, because I know a lot of people right now are like, God, it's not all right. It's not okay. And you're probably one of them. Like, you don't love that, I'm right? I'm getting all. Re I'm ready. I know. At the end of the day, it's a good thing. Your kids are comfortable. Your kids are comfortable in their environment. They are most likely being loved by stepmom or stepdad, who they're now calling mom or dad. They feel, you know, it's a tight. It's a good title to have. Like you, it's normally a title of love and care 
and it comes from a good place. So if my kid, either of my kids are at the other house and they're calling their stepfather, they're calling him dad. I I mean, at the end of the day, I know my role. I know who I am. I'm very secure with being these kids dad, but if they're over there and they're comfortable enough and loved enough that they're calling him dad as well while they're there. That means they just respect the role. Mm-hmm. They everyone are, gets a trophy. I everyone get it. gets a trophy. Yep, and that's, that's the mentality that's ruining that's, our kids. That's not at all the mentality I'm of going kidding. for it. I'm but I'm like, kidding. this is where the kids are. Like they are healthy. They're confident. They're feeling loved. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's a lot worse names that they could be calling us. You know a few of them. I totally hear you, and I totally agree with that perspective. But (laughs) I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. No, I I think that it's really individual. I I like I I don't think it's if I heard a kid calling their stepmom mom, am I going to sit there in judgment and be like, gosh, that's wrong? No. But I think that it's hard when you have. As long as it's not your kids. As long as it's not my kids. That's right. I, you know, I think that it speaks a lot to, I think somebody's comfortability with it is if the step, if your children have step parents worthy of that title and you felt that that was, because if you don't, like to me, the, the title of mom is super special. But dad's not. Screw that title. Throw no, that to the I think curb. dad is. I, I think dad is special too. I don't. I don't. We've had this conversation on this podcast before. Stop laughing at me. Well, I'm just thinking how special mom is. Keep going. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I think it's a sacred title. That's my opinion. Not everyone shares that opinion. Yeah. So if I were dead, <laughs> where are we going with this? I'm just saying, like, if I didn't exist and my children needed a woman to fill the mom role and was, like, needy, having that yearning to be, like, mama, mom, mommy, <laughs> mama. mama. Stop, Stewie. Um, you know, then what, I, what would, want? Hi. I would understand that. But I think that if a mom is present and she wants to just be the only mom because she's the only mom, that's, like, it's just a fact. Sorry. It's only child syndrome. It's just a fact. It is. Like I'm, I'm also, I'm also like, you can't get mad at facts. No, you can't. Like but, if I, okay, you but can, if your are kids, are you gonna get mad if I say your shirt is white? I mean, it depends on where we are. Uh, no, you know what? But here's and the, your headphones are black. Like this is a fact. I'm, I'm not making shit up. So for people to be offended that a mom wants to be, I get the it. The mom I like you. is. Is like okay. I hear you. I hear you a hundred percent. But also, it, yes, I know it's all kumbaya, rainbows and mushrooms, uh, no. smoking over in your world. Okay, no, I just I don't care enough. I'm secure enough with yeah, who in I your am. Your opinion. Yeah, in my opinion. Yes, and that's fine. Where Everyone would you say gets a on, on a, on a all parents get trophies. on a scale from zero to are you one, one of those matching jersey types on too? a scale from zero to one <laughs> all four parents what are is where? your secu- where what's your insecurity level with the mom thing um one from zero to one what's your where's your security listen level? I feel like I have to fight to be the mom in my kids lives so we're going like a negative three I'm hearing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe if co-parenting was great and there was good relationships and you really respected the other party and, you know, I think it might be different because I'm not a heartless bitch. I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) well. I didn't call you that. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, like, I'm, I think I'm a kind person. Yeah. You know, however, however, like, I. I also am not going to ignore a struggle when there's a struggle and ignore hardship where there's hardship. And so it's very off-putting to me if my kids wanted to start giving titles out to people that are. Right. (laughs) 
I have no word. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just saying that I think it just is very situational, and I think that it's there's no right or wrong answer. Agreed. I totally agree I think agree that it's you. very personal, and I'm yeah. just explaining that some people who have a hard time with this, it's probably for a reason. Well, if you're having to fight to be your kid's parent because the other parents wish you would die. And just don't acknowledge it, and just when you're at the other house, they're not... Well, yeah. like if you have if you have kids and you feel like the other side is trying to turn them against you, if you have kids and you feel like the other side dis, like despises you and wishes you would just die already and they could have the kids all to themselves and you wouldn't exist, then is that a safe thing to share the mom title? Is yeah. that a safe place no, to I'm, do that? I'm in? totally with you on this. So and that's that's where we've completely we have completely you know, split the audience on this and and. And I, and I agree, like, I agree, like, there is not, like, my approach to it. Yeah. Because then when it comes to sports, I'm like, no, every kid does not get a trophy. <laughs> there are winners oh, and there do. are winners and losers. No, Just but at the kidding. end of the day, I'm really, like, I'm concerned about the kids. If the kids are comfortable enough and happy enough, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, as parents, we're probably doing our job correctly. Yeah. There's probably not much insecurity there. The coach parenting probably is fine. You know, there probably is. If Yeah, I mean, if you're comfortable with everyone, I could see how you could get to be like, you just does care. it matter? That's not it. really. We're all good. Everything's good. You know, but when everything's not good. No, I, and I get that and too. It, and especially like, like. I don't want that. Am I going to let my daughter call my neighbor mom? Is that cool? No, but she calls him. Uh, just kidding. But you know I'll what I'm saying. Like with. there, it, it is a title. Like right. it is a special title, and it is a title that's reserved for special people. S- yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? At the end you of the know day, what? what if okay, kids you, just okay, call you. Go. There, okay, thank your, you. Your well, because I think about your sister Heather. I'm calling Heather out. She calls your mom by her, yeah. by her first name, right? So maybe kids just call everyone. Would that be cool also? No, that bugs me too. That bugs you, but they can call everyone. No, because That's I'm like, because I, because I feel like my mom deserves the title of mom. Like she's worked hard for it. She is a very good, very present, very caring mother. So it is a special title in mother. your. But that was my point, that if the kids are secure enough and confident enough and everything is, everything's going good, like, yeah, our kids should be able to call them. Whatever. And I mean, it just, to me, when my sister calls my mom by her first name, it's like. It's, it's kind of funny. It is. But it's also <laughs> like, I don't care enough that I, I don't make it an issue because I truly just don't care enough. But I'm also like, what's that look for? I don't. I, do you hear me yell at her? Do I care? Like, do I really care? Like, no, you're the one that brought it up on podcast. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm like, you know, it's. Well, I it's, was just thinking in reverse, like what would be, I was thinking of what the opposite of everyone being called mom would be like both mom and stepmom just being called their names. Their actual names. Yeah. Yeah. Like I you're, don't know. At the end of the day, these are all just names. I'm like, I've been called way worse. You've been called way worse. So we're just lowering the bar. Yeah. Let's just, I mean, everyone <laughs> else, me we're, we're lowering want. the, everyone else is lowering the bar everywhere else in life. I'm like, let's just get rid of names. Let's just go to like grunts or noises you'd be or like, like prints and you're just a sign that's it that's what i'm talking about <laughs> we don't even drawing. yeah because we open our mouths now and now like we just like if i call you something and it's not the right thing <laughs> i'm just offending you so if it's just a sign you're just an asshole like yeah it's like oh whoa do we have like a black box for that See, is that even politically correct these days you're offending me now uh, read between the lines <laughs> We've gotten so off topic. At the end of the day, do what's comfortable. Like, do what works for your family. And I get it. Like, you are you have well, all the right in the world. Yeah. I've been trying to say this a long time. You keep cutting me off, host. <laughs> I'll call you Coast for like, it's like a split of words here. Coast. That's your new name. You're like the coach host. The Coast. Anyways, um, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter what we call you know, if if it if it doesn't work for you and you don't want your kids calling the other person that, like, fine. Like, there's a reason you feel that way. It's not right. It doesn't work for you. You know, if it does work for you, great. 
you know, like just because I feel one way in my situation or you feel one way about your situation doesn't mean that everyone has to take it and be like, that's the right way they said, you know, or if, if it feels right to you, you know, do it. If it doesn't, you have every right to not be okay with it. Yeah. I just walked that the back. You walked it really far back. Thanks. But I think it's really cool that she was erring on the side of caution and taking people into consideration. And even though she might have really wanted that. <laughs> but but now she's walking it back. She's like, you know what? Screw this. I want that title back now. Yeah. Because it. It, it is true. Like when it, it can't be good for one person and not good for all people. No. But that's you know? not the rules people play by these days. It's not. Right. So, like, I couldn't be, like, my kids calling you dad. Right. But not allowing them to call. I would Step-mom. have. Stepmom, mom. Right. Like, that wouldn't be okay. No. Like, but that's, that's what people not... expect these days. That yeah. is that is the culture that we live in now where it's like, well, it's okay if it's going my way, but it's not okay if it's going the way that I don't want it to be. And yeah. that's like, that's ultimately what I'm saying here. It's like what works for you, what's comfortable for you do it. But like you're saying, make it fair. You know, if it's, if it's, it's not, not fair. okay, we just got done saying nothing's fair. And now we're saying, make it fair. No, but in this situation, you hear I what just I'm thought, saying. No, though. I you agree hear what with I'm you. Sa- yeah. Yes. You know, it's like, do what works for you. But at the end of the day, like look at all sides. You know what I mean? Like, and try to be understanding. I think you brought that up earlier about, like, if somebody's not okay with it, they probably have a reason why. Right. You know, instead of just being like, they're a prick, be like, I wonder why they feel that way. Get curious, right? Ask I think we questions. all ask questions. I think we all jump to conclusions, and I think we all are really judgmental of each other, even in co-parenting. You know, your co-parenting would do much better if you just gave people the benefit of the doubt and asked a question instead of attacking and, and making assuming, accusations yes, yes, and yes, yes. coming at people like they're out to get you. I'm, you know, it's kind of funny because I'm like, it's not all about anyone. No. We're like all busy comes- with our own lives. Like, are we really like spending our days thinking about? No, like for instance, like I don't think about. My ex whatsoever, unless it's co-parenting situation. I'm like, I go weeks and like forget about like, oh, damn, I got to co-parent. I got to talk about a situation. I haven't thought about my ex for so long or that situation, you know, like my day-to-day, um, just my routine, the stuff mm-hmm. I do doesn't involve it so far removed that I'm like, yeah. dang it. Sometimes it's almost a struggle like, ooh, I do have to talk about this or I have to. Make an effort. I have to, to make connect. an effort. That's yeah. it. Um, you know. So, and it's the same way on the other side, though. I'm assuming. You know, I'm. I'm hoping that it's like they're not thinking about me until they have to. Something comes up, and then that's they're like, it. "Oh gosh, that's it. I gotta talk so, about it." Yeah. I don't know. Get curious. Stop being judgmental. Yeah, we don't matter. We're not that important. Yeah, I'm not that important. <laughs> that's it. All right. If you guys like this, <laughs> like, subscribe, leave a real shitty comment below. No, <laughs> I'll argue with don't. you. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the it's. The if thing you don't do. like it, move on. Yeah, if you don't like us, <laughs> but if you do, so many of you do, and we're having a good time hearing these wonderful comments. We've had so many fun ones lately of people that are finding encouragement out of this. They are finding light at the end of the tunnel. We're helping open conversation, and this helps us have conversation too yes we work out some differences and indifferences or never work them out but at the end of the day we're communicating and that's what's so important so if you're listening to this it's making you think don't stop there communicate talk with your spouse talk with your children use this podcast podcast as an excuse to have important conversation. It. Let it blame us for having to bring up stuff. <laughs> blame us for everything. <laughs> Everyone else does. You guys do it. Just blame us. And also, I'm going to talk about coaching. Okay. Because, well, I mean, if you guys are stuck in your blended family life or your step parenting life, or even as a bio parent, you feel between a hard, like a, a, rock a rock and a, a hard, hard place. place, you know, I can help you get unstuck from that spot. I can help you. I can't control what other people do. 
So if you're looking for me to control your ex or your stepkids, <laughs> I don't have that superpower. Well, well, what I marry you for, then I'm out. <laughs> I would be rich and not here. Right. <clears throat> but I can help you get unstuck and I can un- I can help you show up for your spouse, your stepkids, your co-parent, your own kids in a way like that you haven't done before. And the thing is, is that when you change, everything around you changes. And that's the real power you have. So um, I am certified as a life coach and a health coach. And so if you guys want a free session with me, I call it a breakthrough session. Um, You could email me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. And I will say it again, becomingheardnow at gmail.com. Um, and write in and I can send you a link to schedule time and we can have an hour session over the phone and just discuss if coaching's right for you, what coaching is, where are you stuck and all that good stuff. So reach out. I feel like I can be of help. So I always am going to put that out there now just because, um, you don't have to live stuck and you can, you can show up differently. You can gain new skills and new habits that have you doing things differently because if what you were doing was gonna work it would have worked already already you know (laughs) that's it so anyway there's that little plug for myself thank you very much you're welcome oh wait thank you so smash that like button subscribe (laughs) ring the bell and we will see you guys next time with blended life send button on an email (laughs) bye you guys Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.